The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Calls have been made by the National Transport Authority to increase the surveillance by cameras on both cycle and bus lanes in an attempt to aid Garthi to ensure that the benefits of the Bus Connects programme are not eroded. The calls for extra cameras by the authority have also been backed by the Dublin Commuter Coalition. So, is this the right approach to take? Joining me now is Conor Faulkner, Transport Commentator and a CEO of the RIAC. Conor, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Hi. So, <coughs> cameras everywhere. Cameras on bus lanes, cameras on cycle lanes. Well, cameras everywhere is probably part of our future. And there's a conversation about that, civil liberties and their surveillance society. But the technology is there. I was chatting to Anton last week about a speed camera in the UK where they're using artificial intelligence to look at the pictures and deduce from the pictures if drivers hadn't been wearing seatbelts or were using their mobile phone. And that's working. They've caught hundreds of drivers. So the technology is there. So you can imagine in Dublin City, as Bus Connects is built, Bus Connects being a totally different issue, um, but as Bus Connects is being built, sure, it's, it's relatively easy to use camera technology to detect cars for the most part or, or anything with a registration plate committing an offence. Now, uh, you're a taxi, you're entitled mm. to be in a bus lane. Yeah. Um, and you're good. a car, so that's a private car. Yeah, but again, the technology can readily cope with that, with automatic number plate recognition, etc. So if you imagine that um, any encroachment onto a bus lane gets detected, it, it, it would help for enforcement. Worth saying, though, that actually... Dublin is not bad for that, nor Cork either. Irish cities, motorists to be surprised to hear it, but we compare quite well internationally in terms of just uh, levels of violations of bus lanes. We're actually quite obedient in that regard, which is not to say they don't, you don't get problems and poor behaviour. Mm. Now, what's the point about cycle lanes? Because um, they're more and more going to be dedicated mm-hmm. and nobody should be on them except the cyclists and whoever else is permitted, uh, i.e., E-scooters, perhaps? Yeah, the e-scooters will be just the same as bikes. So those lanes will be dedicated infrastructure for bikes and e-scooters. Great. Um, and, and that will help. I mean, everywhere a cycle lane is put in, to some degree, it's a constructive thing to do. Um, and Bus Connect, of which I am not a fan, I think the overall vision is a poor one. Um, but nevertheless, I suppose a, a collateral benefit of what, in my view, is not a great plan, is a, a great enhancement of cycling infrastructure. And that's definitely all to the good. It's worth noting, Pat, that that problem isn't quite as acute for us as it was pre-COVID. Um, COVID actually was a game changer in the extent to which it speeded up home working. Uh, so we're into September now. This is a, a Monday morning in September and we're just not getting the type of congestion that would have existed pre-COVID. So that's taken maybe 10 years worth of of tension out of the problem, so to speak. That's because people are working at home. Because people Simple are working that. at home, yeah, which is, you know, again, great. For a congested city like Dublin, that's a, a very helpful development. Now, um, your reservations about Bus Connects, because uh, the theory is as follows. Um, we don't have an underground system, mm. um, but the way you use the underground in London, you might change from the central line to the Piccadilly line to the northern line, whatever, uh, to get from A to B. And it's very doable. It happens mm-hmm. underground. You're protected. You're not out in the weather. Um, so it works fine. The, you know, second ha- the second class solution yeah. is Bus Connects, where you get a local feeder bus, which goes to the main arteries. Mm. So you take bus A from your housing estate to the artery, whatever yeah. that artery is, and there you hop on a bus. But they're so frequent that there's, you know, they're never full. You'll always get a place. Yeah, I know. Every three minutes you get the number blah coming down the tracks. So that's the theory. Uh, Yeah, and, and I don't like it as an overall vision for the city. I mean, I've said before, we should be building Lewis 
and we should be building metro. Uh, Bus Connects is, to my mind, it's only a band-aid. It's not going to be a long-term asset for the city. We should be building infrastructure that's going to last 100 years more. Um, Bus Connects, I think, is a poor second-best solution. There's logic in redesigning the bus network and serving those spines, as you say. If it's sort of your bus system becomes a quasi-metro and you can see how the map would work. But in terms of the user experience, it's not a good experience. And in terms of the city, I mean, one of the reasons why we want to do this at all is the city is car congested. And the vision of the solution is for all the world like bus motorways running in the corridors all the way to Dublin City. Well, that's the idea. Bus motorways. So where previously we had leaf-lined suburban streets in beautiful suburbs like Fibsborough that frustrated us because we were car congested, the solution appears to be to replace that pleasant urban environment with a motorway. And that motorway to be full 24-7 with buses. It's not a vision that I share. I'd much rather we were doing Metro and spending no. our money there. Uh, metro, uh, with the best will in the world, takes years. For the first uh, line, yeah. Yeah, uh, to develop. Uh, Lewis has the advantage on some parts of the line mm-hmm. of having a dedicated permanent way. Yeah. But on most parts of the line uh, crossing the city, it's on the streets. and it, So it congests the streets. It, it's a, it trundles rather than zips. In the suburbs, it zips. <laughs> In the city, it it trundles. Well, do you know, I think it trundles terrifically. It is a really good public transport solution. The thing about putting in rail lines is they are long-term investments. They spur development and housing all the way along. Uh, There's lots and lots and lots of collateral benefit for building rail. Now, we should be building metro, yes. We should have started doing this 30, 35 years ago when we said we would do it. It was the right solution then. It's still the right solution now. Doing buses instead in my opinion, doing an awful lot of collateral damage on the surface of the city, essentially to give us buses, is at best a 20-year solution when we should be building a 100-year solution. We're good. The city's going to be around for a long time. It's going to need yeah. metro. And everything we do that just puts off the day that we build proper metro in Lewis for the city and for Cork and for Galway and for elsewhere, um, the, the delay just costs us money and puts back solving um, the problem. Part of the, the issue is that there's no joined-up thinking. For mm. example, you have Lewis on the streets and everywhere around the Lewis, the developers are coming in and saying, well, I'm putting a 24 story block there because it has Lewis. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then <clears throat> there are too many of those blocks around. So Lewis, which has very limited capacity, is full. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't actually do the job. Yet the developers are using this as an excuse uh, to put um, huge blocks where they cannot be served properly by Lewis Public Transport. Yeah, in a city that desperately needs housing. So there's a, you know, there's a lot of issues tangled up there, Pat. Um, but yeah, putting in the investment like a rail network requires an awful lot of joined up thinking because you're going to have consequences for whole quadrants of the city. Uh, Lewis on balance, I think you'd have to say, has been really, really positive uh, along the parts of the city that are served by the line. Notwithstanding problems that you're raising, I'd love it if we were discussing those problems on eight, nine, ten more Dublin Lewis lines, on six in Cork, on three in Galway, on a couple in Waterford, a couple in Limerick. Those would be much better conversations to be having. What are we actually doing? Metro and Lewis of that scale is still on the flip chart, has been for 25 years. And what we're actually doing is building, honest to God, motorways, motorways to bring buses into the city as if they were trains. And I just don't think the public are going to like it when they see it. 
Uh, I mean, when the plans first came out uh, five years ago, I think it is now, there was a lot of controversy where people were directly affected. Uh, it's gone quiet mostly because it's gone into planning and haggling. Um, but I think as they build this thing, as Dubliners start to see what it means, uh, I think the city will be horrified. Mm. And as I say, long term, it is not our solution. It's at yeah. best a 20 year fix. Now, now these um, corridors, mm. the bus corridors that are going to have buses every two, three minutes, uh, and, you know, there'll be more than one numbered bus on each corridor yeah, yeah. because depending on where they originate. So they might all end up, for example, on the, the one I'd be familiar with, the N11. Mm. But they might originate in, in Bray, in Dunleary, in wh- wherever. Yeah. Um, so you've got all of these coming through. They will have priority at the traffic lights at every junction, one presumes. Yes. Has anyone worked out what happens at those junctions to the rest of the traffic? Well, to be fair to the planners, yes, they have worked it out and there are consequences. And uh, look, on the good side of the ledger, uh, the major problem we had in Dublin City was the tidal flow movement of commuters and the traffic jams morning and evening rush hours. Getting a lot of those people onto a fast, reliable public transport service is a terrific idea. And the people will jump on it. They literally will jump on it if the time is reliable. So if you look only at the bus service, or even more broadly, if you look only at the transport solution, you might think, OK, Bus Connects has got an awful lot going for it. I think if you look more broadly at the city, um, I, I, I think, it, as I say, I, I believe we regret it if it goes ahead in its current but form. But don't we need it, as you say, in we the short to- term, the 20-year solution, while we're making up our mind about Metro and Lewis, extra Lewis lines, um, the congestion cannot be allowed to continue. Well, as I say, we got a little bit of a reprieve on the congestion because of the arrival of home working. Um, but nevertheless, we've spent 30 years prevaricating. It was 30 years ago we said we need to do Metro. We spent 30 years prevaricating and we're now putting our, en- our energies into another 20-year prevarication. Throw your mind forward to, you know, 2045. Uh, if we haven't built a metro between now and then, we're going to need one really, really badly. And, and as I say, putting off that investment by distracting ourselves as if the long-term, century-long solution for Dublin is going to be buses, I, I just think is okay. wrong. Now, uh, the, the idea of cameras, which the NTA mm. is advocating to protect the Bus Connects corridors, you're saying we're not huge offenders in that regard anyway. Yeah. Um, but presumably, the cameras are good. I mean, if you're doing, you know, they're very good for okay. enforcement but in all if, sorts of if, ways. If, for example, you spot a car parked on a bus lane, mm-hmm. uh, as in a clear way, for example, yes, yeah. um, they can be moved. And once you get the couple of hundred euro fine the first time you park on a clear way or on the Bus Connects way, you're probably not going to do it again. It kind of makes okay. believers of people, yeah. yeah. So, so people are going to be aware they can be seen and yeah. that the clampers or the towway people will be there very, very quickly. And certainly in the initial stages, they'll, they'll have to do that. So meantime, you've cameras on cycleways. This is what they want as well. Mm. That is presumably to protect the cyclists. It is presumably, and I'm not sure the, the, the exact rationale for cameras on cycle lanes, except insofar as that if your cameras are pervasive, you'll pick up offences of all sorts. But you won't be able to identify the offender. Well, not without going to significant trouble. I mean, they can use... You know, there there are no plates on e-scooters, there are no plates on electric bikes, there are no... There are no plates on pedestrians, you know, and nor should there be. I mean, this is an urban environment, pedestrian-rich urban environment. Um, So if if, if cameras are pervasive, then great for picking up street crime of all sorts, and I guess that includes the badly behaved cyclist, if that's your priority, or the motorist pulling into a cycle lane. Uh, There's a different debate to be had about just how extensively we want to be surveyed 
uh, in our city centre. Sure. But there's no there's no obstacle in the technology. The technology is well able to do it. Yeah. Some of uh, the comments coming in. Uh, sitting in a line of traffic on Stephen's Green and two taxis sail down the cycle lane without a care. Now, mm. obviously, there's cycle lanes without the plastic uprights. Yeah, that's right. Um, and look, you will get that. And you know, right across our cities this morning, there are traffic offences happening. There, there are cars stopping on yellow boxes. There are people getting cheeky with lights. There's people pulling across others. That will happen. And mm. um, in the round, uh, that's not one of our bigger problems, but it does exist. And when the congestion gets bad in the winter, you'll recall we had many conversation over the years about Operation Free Flow, uh, which was guard the presence on roads, preventing minor traffic violations like that. Uh, So yeah, they will happen. And one of the best countermeasures is to have guards out and about or cameras as a second best. Um, But as I say, uh, you can identify uh, the offender if it's a taxi, they've got a taxi plate, a number, a reg and so on. Uh, Any chance of adding speed detectors on cameras for electric bikes? It's like the Wild West in the city. Yeah, so you do that, but you can't identify who they are. All you can do is see them, which is nice. You've got a view of them. But all they do is yeah. ch- change their high-vis to pink from yellow and they look like a different person the next day. Yeah, again, the scale of the problem, though. I mean, in terms of our road safety problem or our traffic congestion or our emissions problem, you know, an individual, a fairly rare individual going that fast on an e-bike, um, you know, it, it, OK, it's an offence, but it, it's yeah. not one of our strategic I mean, it concerns. has to be pointed out that e-bike and e-scooter users are more vulnerable themselves, whether they offend or not. Yeah, and they're governed to 25 kph, or as the new regs come in, that, and that'll all normalise. So, you know, that'll, that'll exist as an event, but you know, not one of our bigger priorities, I think. And not in itself a reason to cover the city with cameras. Yeah. Brand new bus lane in Goatstown and Dublin. Cyclists are still on the road, so says Steph in Churchtown. Mm. Any idea what the estimated cost to rebuild Ireland's rail lines back to its 1900 heyday, and mm. is that viable? Uh, bus Connects, apropos your assertion that users will take a feeder bus from their estate to a central spine, that's the point. Peripheral estates will no longer be served under the Bus Connects plan. Now, you know, mm. when I interviewed the guy who was designing the Bus Connects plan years ago, that was the whole idea that yeah. every estate would have some sort of feeder service to yeah. the spine. Uh, typical bad planning, independent small electric vehicles are the future. Uh, maybe autonomous vehicles mm-hmm. will be more the future. More Lewis? No, no, no. Lewis came 100 years too late. Trams were designed for cities with wide streets and little traffic. Dublin City already suffered with traffic congestion and Lewis far from alleviating the problem, has exacerbated. It suits a few people, but for most of us, it's useless. Mm. Another example of how blinkered, lacking vision, ill-advised and inept our politicians are. (laughs) Uh, Dublin bus can't get drivers in the current jobs market. Uh, How basic is that? For bus connects. Well, that's a current problem that pervades the economy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a trite solution to that, except insofar as to say that, you know, <laughs> we could, we'll probably have autonomous buses, robotic buses, um, b- before mm. we have underground. But as I say, the, broad, the broader vision here, don't bother with Metro, do a bus solution instead, install motorways. And remember, the reason why we're doing this is yeah. for a lot of people is they didn't like the fact that our streets are full of cars. You know, they're going to be full of buses, uh, uh, bus motorways on every approach to Dublin City yeah. it's, it's is the offered strange. solution. Uh, we have this short term uh, boon in tax receipts, mm. corporation tax yeah. from the big guys. And we yes. believe that it will not continue much beyond maybe the next five to ten years. Yes, yeah. But if you've got something like a hundred billion in the bank after five or ten years, 
I mean, you could build a fine metro system for that. Well, you could have if you'd started building it back when we said we would. I mean, at, at the time, 20 years ago, the cost was looking at three billion. And um, that now for the airport and sword link, they're talking nine or maybe 12 billion. And um, so, you know, it certainly gets more expensive the longer you wait. Um, look and look at course, like, you know what happens? They build over the land that mm-hmm. could be open cut for tunnelling. So then they have to bring in the big expensive tunnelling machines to go under the buildings that they gave planning permission for. Yeah, I watched it happen in my own part of the city um, where, you know, a, a big housing boom 30 years ago. We were one of the young couples who bought houses and we were saying even then, just preserve this space. Just keep the space to put a Lewis line in. We can come back and do it later wasn't done, sold off to developers. And now if you want to serve that area, it's buses or it's underground. So the long-term mistakes have been frustrating, but but we won't fix them by continuing to prevaricate with very expensive solutions that are clearly not the, the long-term future of the city. Conor Faulkner, a transport commentator and CEO of the RIAC. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.